0: Everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is show number 98 of NASCAR Radio. I'm your pal Val. With me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well, Val. And then the man the myth, the legend, PSA Hall of Famer, King NASCAR. Logan, how are you?
1: I'm doing well and I'm feeling brickyardy. <laughs>
0: okay. And then our special guest, Mike Thompson, creator of the Speedway Stars. We're gonna uh, talk about that. But uh first we're gonna talk do the racing recap of last week's races we're going to talk about speedway stars and then we'll finish up with king's court so glad to have a mic with us today but let's get through it here camping world truck series that was race number nine and that was the 24th annual speedway Cash.com 220 and that was friday may 20th at texas motor speedway our winner was Stuart freeson and our highest fishing rookie was Corey heim I'm trying to remember about about that race.
1: <laughs> it was a dud. You, yeah, you, it, maybe no that's you why. Can remember, it was a that race was boring.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, all I know is that looking up for cards, Stuart Friesen does. I couldn't believe it has no cards. I don't know how that happens, but Corey Heim, he's he's got a card. So, of course, you know we've been talking about Corey here for a few weeks. He was battling Ty freaking Gibbs down in the Archer level. So Corey's come up. But and he's actually didn't have any cards, but his cards now are in uh, 2022 Dunra. So that's card number 32. He's in the Raider rookie, and there's about I don't know about about 15 different parallels of that thing. So and then there's the printing plates, and the signature series. Now it's kind of interesting. I've been trying to find out more about some of those signature series. I I saw in the checklist from that Panini release that there's a one of one, but also looking on eBay, there's an unnumbered version. So I think if it follows, there's gonna be a, like a red version number 25 and then a gold version 25 or less. So but he's definitely up and coming. I think he's won a race already, and then um, so he'll he'll be locked into the playoffs and, and doing pretty well. So
1: yeah, he's running for KFB motorsports this year, so I fully expect him to hopefully win another race. And I don't know if you saw where Haley Deegan finished, but she finished 17th. She's kind of mid-pack. Um, I'm still hoping for good things from her. I, I'd, I'd love to see her get a top 10. Uh, I mean, I'm not expecting a whole lot, but you never know.
0: It's tough. It
1: is tough, but...
0: Yeah, she's I, running I, forward, so...
1: Well, we've talked about that before. She, need, she needed to stay with Toyota, but that's all past history now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a little... little late i guess for that now but she's driving those ford vehicles and trucks so
1: yeah i think they gave her a free mustang it's not a bad gig so okay uh
0: Xfinity series that was the 26 angel srs distribution 250 that was saturday may 21st also also at texas Motor speedway tyler reddick was our winner and highest finishing rookie was austin hill I think that was a good one. They were trying to go, they were going back and forth on, on that. Uh, But you had, you know, Tyler Reddick and William Byron running in there, finishing first and second. So the cup guys getting a little uh, practice there at uh, Texas Motor Speedway.
1: Yeah. Tyler Reddick's doing great in Xfinity. If we can just get him to do the same thing in cup, but I still keep saying that Daniel Suarez is going to be the next first time winner in cup, but we'll talk about that some other time. But (laughs) you see where, you see where Sam Mayer finished third. That was good. He's, he's going to win. He's in junior motorsports equipment, and he's up there in the top five every week. He is going to win. It's coming. I know it.
0: Yeah, he's probably cursing that the Cup guys were there.
1: He probably was, because if that hadn't happened,
0: guess what? He would have won. Tyler Reddick. I haven't talked to him about him in a while, because uh, he had moved up the Cup, and like I said, hadn't won yet. But his rookie cards are in 2016 Panini Certified. Let me find my thing. I've got one of the – got a graded – I don't think i got it i think i sent a few of these in and didn't get a 10 so i have to check the popper for it, but i don't know why i'm having issues with, with those but uh 2016 certified uh in the different versions of that with all the different mirror types uh certified potential signatures also in Panini prism 2016 with the drive signatures no base cards and then the 2016 torque card number 66 with the different versions of it and then driver scripts autographs as well so he's uh in at least well all three of the 2016 products so but we've talked about him before he, it's only a matter of time he's running that richard children's equipment and he's come close a few times so
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the highest finished rookie austin hill we've talked about him quite a bit since uh he there's only himself jesse Owuji and sheldon creed running for rookie of the year so
1: yeah, and Ty freaking Gibbs finished 12th. He got spun out in the first stage by, who was it, Harrison Burton. And he really never was a factor, I don't think, after that.
0: It seems like after that fight with him and Sam Mary, he hasn't done very well since then, but there's a lot of different things going on. So yeah, hopefully he can get back up to the front there and finish high on these races. But Austin Hill, 2021, done Russ, and that looks like about 20 different parallels with it also an optic optic signatures uh, and then the printing plates for both of the versions the base version and then the retro 88 version panini chronicles and zenith and zenith autographs and then panini 2021 panini prism and ju- uh, just in the signing sessions no base cards for him you know i forgot to do i forgot to mention the next race so um
2: <laughs> Charlotte motor-
0: so for truck uh sharp motor speedway the nc education lottery 200 that's going to be friday may 27th when the episode drops at 8 30 p.m stages for sharp motor speedway are end of lap 30 lap 60 and lap 134 and then for xfinity the next race is also at sharp motor speedway and that's the asco uniforms 300 and that is saturday may 28th at 1 p.m And the stages for Xfinity is end of lap 45, end of 90, and lap 200. Moving over to the cup race, that was the all-star race. And that was Sunday, May 22nd, also at Texas Motor Speedway. Ryan Blaney won that. And then it went to yellow with last 50 feet. And then they rounded them up again after Ryan Blaney unlatched his window netting and I guess rigged it back up and then won the restart off of that. So
1: Yeah, that, that was a huge NASCAR fail. I mean, there was absolutely no reason to throw that caution. That was kind of reminiscent almost of when Jimmy won his seventh championship and they threw that BS caution then. So, yeah, not that was not a good look for NASCAR.
0: Yeah, that was a major, I think. Uh, I, I know the rules say it should end in, in, under the green and not on the caution, but whoever was throwing that caution or hitting that button didn't see that Blaney was literally right there.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories and things, but you know, a lot of people are saying, Hey, they just wanted a good finish because the race, you know, of course they had a few crashes, a few little incidents and things, but still the, for the most part, you know, it was kind of boring, you know, as an all-star race goes. So I guess they were maybe looking for a, a more exciting finish. I don't. I don't know. That's just what I hear.
3: They 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 got to do something with that thing, man. If if what I read about it, I mean, I didn't see it. I I told you guys coming into the show, I didn't see that race. Um, I, you know, I was working at Indianapolis at the at the breakyard doing some stuff uh, for radio here. But they got to they got to figure something out with that thing. Um, I've I've actually read a couple things that I I would honestly would like. I mean, I've read a couple things about doing doing like almost an SRX type thing with the all-star race where you bring, you know, 10 drivers and then you have kind of a last chance qualifier and then have some like retired guys, like, you know, Bobby Labonte or something. I mean, anything to spice it up a little bit, but I mean, it's, I'm just telling you, it's not working right now the way it is. I don't think. So um, that's just my opinion. No, I, I've read, I don't know. It
0: wasn't that kind of article, but I did read one. Like, do we still need the NASCAR all-star race? Can they put it at the end of the season or early in the season, like when they uh ran at the Coliseum in LA? I like the idea of maybe some of the some of the retired guys coming out. Anybody who's maybe won a championship or what I mean, man, what would it be like for Jeff Gordon to get back in a car or something? Yeah, I mean, or, or Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, or... like a,
3: like in a, like a, like North Wilkesboro would be perfect, something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a North Wilkesboro SRX type deal, you know, something for the fans with some you know retired guys coming out uh you know make it fun make it what it's really supposed to be i just like i say i think what it is right now it's it's just to me it's just a bit of a mess and 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 if it's going to be what it is this past weekend i'd rather them just do another you know points paying race maybe somewhere where it doesn't have a race right now with something something different i mean Mm -hmm. just this right now it's just not working i don't think
1: yeah i I agree they need to take it to a venue that's not on the cup schedule You know, anywhere like I said, North Wilkesboro or Rockingham or someplace, anywhere. But uh, I think it would be a lot better there, you know, because that way all these crew crew chiefs and things are having to figure out how to, you know, make the car go fast on a track that they don't run on.
0: So, well, the one article I was reading was, okay, they have to go from Texas, you know, supposed to be when it was in Charlotte, is one thing, okay, you have the all star race, but everybody's still in town and then they're still working on the Coke 600 car. Well, you got folks in Texas here working at the all-star race and then they're trying to work on the cups, Coke 600 car. Uh, and they're, you know, how many hours of the way from, uh, Charlotte to Texas. So, Mm -hmm. but Ryan Blaney, we haven't talked about him in a while, but, uh, his rookies first cars are 2012 press pass fanfare card. Number 77. Uh, there's a base version, a blue foil version, hollow foil, die cut, silver to 25, sapphire to 20, and diamond to 5. The number is, is really limited there. Uh Here is one of the hollow foils, but unfortunately I uh, had him sign it. That's the holofoil. Unfortunately, and then, was that?
1: Unfortunately you had him sign uh, it.
0: Well, you know, I had him sign it, but, you know, trying to show what it looks like, but it's like, oh, well, you know, he signed it, but then he also has the Magnificent Materials cards, memorabilia, uh, number to 125 for the silver and gold to 75, and the Young Guns autograph silver to 399, gold to 150, red to 75, and blue to 10. And this is kind of what the autograph looks like. But as I've uh, said before, there's versions where he's actually signed his full name. And I mentioned it when I went to the Hall of Fame and saw him uh, at a signing. Uh, I asked him about that, and he so he was signing them his his full name, and I think he realized he's gonna have to sign. Uh, what's that? Four hundred, five, six hundred cards. So he decided to do his patented now is Ryan, where the Y in Ryan comes down and makes the L in Blaney. So you can find a few versions that are not like that. So, so what year was that?
2: 2012.
0: That was 2012.
2: So. so... He is one in 10 years where his autograph has changed quite a bit. So it changed
0: right there in 2012, but
2: then he's actually modified it
0: some since then. So,
3: you know, he's got a ways to go to meet, to match up with Mario, you know, since Mario had four different signatures, (laughs) that's good to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mario,
0: The the current version, but
3: yeah, Mario, Mario has four different distinct signatures. I I wrote uh, an article on it for the, uh, Indianapolis 500 collector club newsletter a few years ago, but he, he specifically had four different signatures.
0: He, he's got a nice autograph. It's all there. If we showed you what Ty Gibbs and what some of the young guys are signing now, but Marion Dre has got a nice, tight, long,
3: long signature. Oh man. There's some guys that uh, I got for the first time over the weekend at the, at the, you know, my Indy. wife got for me at Indy. Yeah. I'm telling you there, mm. there's some interesting ones out there now.
0: Yeah, we, we could probably do a whole show on autographs. It's, yeah, we go. Oh yeah, it, for it's sure. It's really interesting.
3: Yeah, it is. Um,
0: and, and we were talking about it last week. We were talking about Kurt Bush winning and running the card number 45, which Adam Petty uh, mm-hmm. had before. But, you know, I was talking about the autographs where Lee Petty, Richard Petty, Kyle Petty, and Adam Petty were very similar, where mm-hmm. they're very with a lot of loops. And so, generation to generation, they kind of kept that, uh, yeah. that same uh, signature. So, it's pretty cool. So it's a whole nother, I guess, art or, or subject. So,
1: so Val question. <clears throat> yes. what did you think about that crash where Ross Chastain ran into the rear end of Kyle Busch when he had the targo down? I mean, it looked like, it looked like uh, Ross Chastain was trying to be one of the hell drivers. He was on, <laughs> I, he was on two wheels.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. I did. I did see it. And then poor Chase Elliott, he was just driving around and it was like a torpedo. Um, yeah. Kept on going and took him out, but yeah, I thought he was going to go uh, sideways there. <laughs> I guess um, go not to the date, but uh, Lloyd say he used to say he had like a bicycle. He would run on two wheels around the corners of the Daytona Beach race. But he thought it maybe Russia we was going to do that, get on two wheels and go go around the corner there. So that was the All Star race. Next race is charlotte motor speedway the coca-cola 600 that's gonna be sunday may 29th at 6 p.m stages for coke 600 is the only race that has four stages uh at the end of lap 100 200 300 and 400 laps
1: It's going to be a heck of a race. It's going to be the greatest day in auto racing for sure.
0: Yeah, and I guess we're going to go backwards here. So the Coke 600 starts at 6 p.m. Next on the list, going backwards or on our list, is no IndyCar race, but the next race is going to be the 106 running of the Indianapolis 500. That is going to be Sunday, May 29th at 11 a.m.
1: Yeah, but they did have qualifying at the Brickyard, and I'm sure Mike would probably have some insight on that.
3: I did a lot of radio on doing qualifying last weekend. I was on the air for about uh, 16 hours over the weekend uh, for local radio here. That's, that's where I'm, I'm at right now. So yeah, Scott Dixon looks tough to beat and, and the Ganassi cars look really good. What's, what's interesting about the Ganassi cars is they're all so consistent. Um, lap to lap. They're just so good lap to lap. So um, the consistency of Alex Palou, Scott Dixon, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Kanaan. Kanaan had some a uh, little bit of mechanical gremlins over the weekend that that were a bit of a a bit of a problem for him, but he, he overcame those as well. But those, the, you know, Marcus Erickson was really good. The Ganassi cars are just so incredibly consistent, lap to lap, and so um, those guys look those guys look really really good. The Ed Carpenter cars, um, you know, I felt for Connor Daly because Connor Daly was, uh, you know, he. I know he had the car to be in the fast 12 and the fast six. He just, you know, there was just problems that, uh, that developed that he just wasn't able to make it, but obviously Renis VK ended up on the front row. Ed Carpenter ended up in the fast six. So, uh, Ed Carpenter cars are fast again as well. Um, so, you know, there's a, it's an interesting, I mean, it was the fastest pole speed in the, in the history of the Indianapolis 500 with Scott Dixon. So it was a, it was a record breaking weekend with, um, uh, um you know Dixon taking the pole with the the fastest pole speed it's not the track record but it's the fastest pole speed that they've ever had at the Bricker
1: yeah that was incredible because he was at like 234.06 mile per hour and that's that's holding the mail at Indy oh yeah he was getting close to the wall there too out of the exit of the turns but he was giving it everything he had I was I was I was very impressed.
3: But just just so consistent. Like I say, those Ganassi cars were just so consistent Saturday and Sunday. I mean, they, they just didn't have the drop-off that some of the other teams were finding that they had. Um, the Ganassi cars were, were really good lap to lap to lap. And and they're going to be tough to beat, the, the Ganassi cars. I mean, I think uh, Dixon's going to be tough to beat. Palo would be tough to beat. Palo, I mean, he's he was so smooth last year, um, you know, finishing second to, to Elio Castroneves. And he... He looked really good. I mean, if if there's a guy out there this year who has a car that's equal to Dixon, it's Alex Palow, his teammate, starting next to him. So, the only the only thing that really is going against Palow is that since 1970, only one driver since 1970s won from second starting position, and that was Montoya in 2000. So, he's uh, he's trying to he's trying to break a little bit of a streak that only in in the last 52 years only one person's won from second starting position. So. But uh, that was a Ganassi car, so, you know, it maybe it bodes well for him doing it. But, um, but yeah, uh, Polo, Polo looks like he's got a car just as good as Dixon. But um, I th- I think that it'll be uh, a, a really interesting race. There's some some really, really strong cars.
1: Yeah, so where Jimmy is starting 12th, that's that's incredible. That's I'm glad to see that. I, you know, I, I wasn't a Jimmy Johnson fan in Cup, but I'm pulling for him in Indy.
0: What? Say what? Say what? <laughs>
3: well it's what's cool about jimmy is like i like the fact that he you know he's going to these road courses and he's taking his lumps and he's taking it as you know look i'm trying to learn i'm trying to do something different and he he admits that that you know it's he's learning every week and he's just trying to get better and i mean he's you know, he's a seven-time champion, obviously. I mean, he doesn't have to be doing this. You know, he doesn't need the money. I mean, you know, he could be sitting at home. But he's out there every week trying to learn on the road courses. But then when he gets to the to the ovals, now that he's doing the ovals this year, you know, he feels like he's a threat to win. Um, or at least a threat to be top five. And, and, I mean, at Texas, he was really good. And and here, he was, he was fast. And so, uh, I mean, he's got an opportunity to at least equal, I think, what Kurt Bush did. When Kurt Bush came over a few years ago and you know, Kurt Bush, you know, he's he started, you know, twelfth and ran, you know, Kurt Bush, I mean, it wasn't passing people all day or anything like that, but he ended up sixth and you know, and was a rookie of the year. And I think Jimmy Johnson could have that kind of day easily. You know, he could have one of those run seventh, eighth, sixth, fifth all day type days with no problem. And he, he could challenge for the win for sure. But I mean, I really do think Jimmy can have one of those days where he's top five, top six, top eight all day.
1: Yeah that would be incredible if he won the race he would join a really exclusive club with uh, AJ and Mario. Yeah. Win in Daytona and win in the Brickyard or win not the Brickyard but 500.
3: Yeah, he'd be he'd be in a, a really select group, you know. You know, Mario won won Daytona first and then won won uh, Indianapolis. Uh AJ won Indianapolis first and then Daytona and then uh, it'd be it'd be the opposite for Jimmy obviously.
2: That's cool.
0: You know, we can't wait for Indy 500. So, and then I guess what's going to be starting us off. We'll talk about the Formula One last week. We had the 2022 Grand Prix of Spain. That was race number six, and Max Verstappen won the race. That was a actually a pretty entertaining race. Charles Charles Leclerc was the pole sitter. It looked like, uh, and when Charles Leclerc was in po- our points leader as well and seemed to be running away with it, uh, Max had some car issues earlier in the season, so he had a lot of ground to make up. But when in watching that race, it looked like you know, Charles Leclerc was going and go- run away with it. Max and his teammate were in pursuit, as well as George Russell. Uh, Max got I think it was lap seven, got into the gravel, and I thought for sure he was going to be done for the day. Um, not, well, not, but, you know, not be able to charge to first place. But then uh, Charles LeClaire had issues with his power train and ended up coming in last. So the the large lead he had in the points, he lost. Uh, so we were talking the last few weeks that it was his, Charles was to lose in the points race and he lost all those points all in one race.
1: Yeah, you know, Verstappen's taking the lead. Yeah, it was lap 9 where he went in the gravel and um you know, it was lap I think lap 27 when Leclerc you know, lost his lost power. It was uh it was it was a pretty good race and you know, um Max took the lead on lap 49 his his he had team order, there were team orders and uh, his uh you know, they they told they told uh uh, who who's his who's his teammate? Uh, Perez, Perez, Sergio Perez. Yeah, they told Perez, let him go. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah. So uh, George Russell was in the lead, and Perez was trying to pass George Russell. Was not. They gave him a few laps to try to do that, and, and turns, and basically, yeah, they came over and said, you know, let Max. Uh, they felt he had the better car, and and gave him a shot at it. And uh, he was able to to pass them. And like I said, they finished 1-2. George Russell, part of Mercedes, came in third. And a uh, Lewis Hamilton ended up coming in fifth. He started the race, I think it was sixth. But early in the race, he tangled with Kevin Magnuson and punctured his tires. So he had to come in. Uh, he was actually talking on the radio about like retiring and saving the equipment and uh they told him to kind of stay out and so i was kind of actually i thought you know he was hamilton was somewhat defeated but he ended up coming back and
3: finishing yeah that, that was fifth, a good comeback so, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a good comeback because when i read that i i was reading it as it was going and i was like it made it sound like he was out of it out of it and then he battled back for some points at least so because i was like oh man you know if he's wanting to give
0: up this earlier in the race and
3: he hung in there and um you know like
0: i said he he i was really impressed that he with that finish considering how it started so he ended up getting 10 points for that position so
1: yeah i think the mercedes performance is starting to improve they're they seem to be doing better every week
0: i'll say with russell finishing third mm-hmm. that's you know uh respectable mm-hmm. so Uh, It's going to be interesting in points race right now. Max Verstappen is leading Charles Leclerc by six points. Sergio Perez is in third with uh, 25. George Russell with 36. And then Lewis Hamilton is in six minus 64. So I think it's going to, you know, we've got a lot of races left. I think it's 23 races in the series this year. And we're only, that's race number six. So.
1: Yeah. I I don't think Lewis Hamilton's quite out of it yet. Like they were saying a few races ago on TV.
0: Well, one thing I didn't say was Max Verstappen. He was really upset that the DRS was not working in some of the zones. Uh, and so he's trying to catch George Russell and it's not opening. It's opening sometimes, sometimes it's (laughs) not. And he was not happy about it. So I've never seen that before. I'm sure it happens quite a bit, but, uh, it definitely added to some suspense to it. It's like, okay, is it gonna open up in the zone or, or not? You know, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like he's fighting with one hand tied behind his back, uh, trying to pursue or catch these guys. So,
1: well, you know, uh, this race did not, it did not conform to my formula for Formula One races.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was the the anomaly. It was, and it was a fantastic.
1: It was a uh, great race, actually. Race
0: to, to watch. Yeah, I was, um, especially when you know at the end there because it was like can max overtake him because i think you said he passed him what it was 49 or something like that yeah that 49 the race was 66 laps so uh next race no, Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, Grand
3: weekend. Yeah.
0: yeah sunday may 29th at 9 a.m so we start at 9 a.m and we go to the wee hours with finishing with the coke 600 with the indy 500 sandwiches in there so yeah, I'll be
1: parked on my couch the whole day. I'll start. Yeah, it's, it's almost
3: it's almost twenty four full hours with the Coke six hundred involved.
1: <laughs> he sure <laughs> is. <laughs> uh,
3: and, and just uh, touching on oh, good, oh,
1: I just was say I can't wait. It, it is absolutely my my most favorite day of the year is when it comes to racing.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, a super exciting. I just wanted to follow up with uh, Max for stopping his cards, uh, rookie cards, in twenty twenty, in tops chrome formula one we've talked about this uh, quite a few times i'm not going to go great greatly in depth but there's 435 car 2020 cards for him so uh, there's how many 435 cards in 2020 for him
3: 435 different cards of max verstappen
0: yes with different parallels okay yeah Uh, There's about fifteen in the base in the Chrome set, and then which is basically you know maybe his original card, and then different wins, uh, podiums, and stuff like that. So there's a few different subsets in there. World of Wheels, which is a throwback from 1954. There's all the different parallels. There are track tags, which are are pretty cool. That's another insert. Um, There's a Sapphire edition of Chrome. Speaking of
3: speaking of 2020 uh, Formula One Chrome. This isn't, like, funny, but it is funny, if this makes sense. I saw a guy while I was walking through the garage the other day, and he was asking Christian Lungard. I think he was going to ask Christian Lungard to sign a, a card, a, a 2020 Formula One Chrome card, <laughs> and he dropped it. He dropped the card, which, I, you know, I mean, that was – it was sad. It was a base card, but you would have thought he dropped a 72 STP Richard Petty card. Yeah. Because this guy was just—I mean, he, he he dinged up the card, obviously, and but he—he he was like, you would have thought he dropped like a ten-thousand-dollar card. And I was thinking, I mean, this is this can't be a—you know—as valuable as you know, like a '72 Richard Petty or something. I mean, it, I mean, he, would, but it, he was, but he was—he was pretty upset about the fact that he dropped this. Is a is Chrome Christian Lungard card? Maybe if it Which,
0: was a uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton or Verstappen in Chrome, but
3: you know, again,
0: I don't think they're, they're I 100%. mean, I
3: felt I felt for him because you know, look, I've done that too. I mean, I I've gotten a couple signed and then I immediately dropped the pen right into the middle of the to the middle of the uh, picture and ruined it and stuff like that. So like, I got it, but I was like, I was like, whoa, I was like, you know, I didn't realize the Chromes were that valuable. I mean, because he was he was pretty upset. <laughs>
0: well if it's 2020 i think the boxes now are they three five thousand dollars a box
3: oh man that's, For 18 that's, packs? that's up there man that's
0: yeah there. so yeah. um you can that was a base really... it was
3: a christian lungar base i was like because i guess he was in the f2 uh, f2 subset i think something like that so yeah
0: they have a f2 uh subset yes yeah so uh and just finishing up there are uh the 2020 tops dynasty which are pretty much the autos and mem memoria there's the 2020 tops f1 stickers there's about uh, 10 different stickers in there and then the 2020 tops turbo attacks formula one that's the uh, card game and then there's also the tops 2020 tops now formula one that's card number 23 which had a print run of 4,047 so that's max for stopping
3: that's a lot of cards man yeah, That's a lot of cards. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, it's a tremendous amount. It's a, it's amazing how many cards they produce now.
0: Yeah, the Panini doesn't doesn't do that much. Of course, I think we talked about Sheldon Creed. I think it was in the twenty twenty one Chronicles. He has quite a bit. He's in all those different subsets. But I don't know if he's got four hundred and something. I'll have to get a count one day of those. That
3: just so. that just amazes me. When you said that, I thought I was like, man, is that is that real? <laughs> That's a lot of cards, man. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I think you got about. Thing, ten... It's a good thing I'm not a, a verstappen PC man because that that's a lot to try to be pulling off.
0: Yeah, that'd be that'd yeah. be incredible. Just trying to get the you know the the briggle chrome and maybe sapphire yeah. or yeah. Um, different track tags, but yeah. So that's everything with all the different colored parallels yeah. and stuff. So it's just wow. There's a lot of it. Yeah,
3: but that's cool that it's cool that you guys are uh, shedding a light on all that because you know it's just it just you don't think about that kind of thing, you know, I mean, until you, until you really hear that kind of number, you know, you don't really, just don't think of it. It could be that, that many, you know? So.
0: Yeah. I think we're wrapped up there. We can go into um next segment, which we have been talking about cards and your Speedway series star series one.
3: There's nobody in the series I can tell you right now who has 435 different.
0: <laughs> no, but there, there's a um. Let me see. i will pull up the website here, screen. I don't know, um, Logan or Jason. If you guys wanna? If you have some questions, I'll pull up.
2: Well, I don't have a question, but I think you know. Let Mike kind of give an intro, like what the set is. Sure. And,
3: yeah. Sure. Know,
2: all the basics, and then we can.
3: Pulverizing with questions so sure i like i like questions i'm happy to do any questions you want so um oh look i disappeared behind the logo there that's kind of cool oh. no i like that look the less you have to see me on the camera the better so put they'll put that screen back on, you know um so basically uh it's series one it's a 30 30 card series one Um, and Val, I think had, uh, a few weeks ago, Val, I think had a really good description. It's kind of like the old Don Russ rookies, um, where all the series is in one box you get. So when you buy it, you get, you get all the series one in one box. So, um, I didn't do any wax or anything like that. Um, it's just, it's all, it's all a factory sealed box. You get all series one in the box and then there's 10 chase cards. Um, I did, I did there you go. There you go. We go, Logan, with the with the product placement. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did. I did ten chase cards. Um, they're randomly inserted. I have. I honestly have no idea. It's but it's worked out really nicely. Um, they're all randomly inserted. I don't know which one people are going to get um, when they open up their box. And you got. Looks like you got a nice Paul Goldsmith there. I did,
1: and you got. Well, Carl- you got
3: Paul Goldsmith too.
1: Wow! Check that out. That's interesting. Well, I'm, open.
3: I'm opening mine live so oh, all right well, yeah you, all right can see for three for three here yeah well i hope you. you actually i kind of hope you get something different because otherwise it'll, it'll be kind of weird if everybody gets the same one there but but um that way people can see yes people can see some a different one but but yeah so there's um there's 30 base cards in series one and then one one chase card and so there's a 10 card 10 chase cards so yep there you go there's card number one jim clark and then um I, I did a mix, um, you know, the, the way it worked out is there's 22, uh, there's there's eight living, there's eight living folks that are in the 30 cards and then there's 22 deceased folks. For series two, I really kind of want to flip-flop that. I'd like to have more, you know, living folks, but, but one of the challenges that, you know, we may talk about here in a minute, one of the challenges is, is just really when you're trying to produce something like this is um, is getting the permissions and things like that to do it. I mean, a lot of folks, a couple of people have asked really great questions of me on Twitter, and they said, "Oh, there you go, you got the Yak and Rent." I love that one. That's one of my favorite pictures in the whole series. I love that picture. Show that it's again. Just, yeah. It's one of the. Uh, to me, that's the definitive Yak and Rent picture. I think. I mean, that picture is just great. I'm a huge Yak and Rent fan, so I love that. I love that picture. So that's a. That's a great. That's a great car. But one of the things that folks have asked me on Twitter, which is a great question, is um, a, a guy sent me a note and he said. He goes, hey, I like your checklist, but there's no AJ Foyt, There's no Mario Andretti, you know. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, um, I'd love to have those guys. And I hope that they'll sign on at some point. But I have to have permission. Like, I can't just put somebody on a card. I don't have, I You know, that's not how it works. There's name, image, license, uh, you know, aim, name, image, likeness laws. You know, I can't just put somebody on a card without their permission. So I got permission to put everybody on these cards. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of uh where i'm at I, I had i had an opportunity to put a lot of folks on with family members um you know of, of deceased drivers of people i knew like for example i know pat o'connor's son uh fairly well i know duke nayland's son fairly well and you know i started you know with some of those relationships and things like that so you know i'd like to flip flop that for the second series um but you know i really needed to have something to show people a couple of the folks I approached, they are kind of like, well, I'd like to see them. And I'm like, well, I don't really have a product yet, you know. It's kind of like I can show you the mock-ups. Um, and I had a great artist, a, a really talented artist, Ray, uh, who who worked on a, on the designs for both the chase cards and the and the box and uh, the base set. But, um, you know, I didn't really have, other than mock-ups, I didn't have a product to show anybody yet. So, so you
0: think, you know, now that you have this set, that it will help kind of snowball and, and I'm, make it I'm a little hoping- easier? I'm
3: hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I mean, I'm hoping that, that I, that'll kind of make it easier for like Series 2 and things like that. Just that people say, uh, oh yeah, you're the guy who did the Series 1. It was really cool. I wanted to be a part of that, you know? And so that's my hope for Series 2. But, um, you know, it really also depends on how well it goes, you know? Um, that's that's the goal. Uh, I mean, I, I got a, a really nice article in uh, Sports Collectors Daily today. I mean, they did a really, really nice piece. I was really, really pleased with how that came out. They were really kind to do such a nice piece on the, the set. Um, and it's just getting the word out. You know, do you know you guys have been so nice to, to have me on the show tonight. It's just getting the word out. And I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. everybody who's opened a pack, has been really complimentary. They love the photography. They like the card backs. They, they, you know, they, they like the you know vintage, the old school look. Um, It's just getting the word out to people really right now.
2: So I will say, and because you mentioned everybody seems really happy, and I know we're going to jump around like crazy on this. (laughs) I know a lot of people are into the custom cards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a podcast that I subscribe to to their Patreon, and one of the things that you get every month is a card. But being a card collector, like I can tell right away, like, the, those cards are thinner than anything you would get out of a pack so i was kind of curious about that with yours but now that i've opened it and going you know gone through them the the thickness you know the sturdiness of the cards is great yeah you know, i went i, know, I went I with it's whole... a low low budget thing it's not panini it's not tops
3: yeah yeah but you wouldn't know that oh thank you i appreciate that i went with a I went with a company that prints sports cards for, you know, they, they printed sports cards for other people and, and they went with the full 16 point, you know, stock. And I wanted it to be when you guys opened it, that you felt like it was, you know, it was of the caliber of a Panini or a Tops or things like that, as much as it could be, you know, for me, self, I mean, I mean, people at home, I want to know, I mean, I've self-funded this whole operation, you know, I, I don't have investors, I don't have. I mean, this is, this is Mike and Mike's wife funding this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. you know? I think
0: you're like every, every card collector, is yeah. like, you know, if I could create my own yeah. card set, so th- this is what you're, you're working this is with. What I
3: did. And, and, you know, uh, and, and, and this is, this is what I, this is what I came up with and the ideas and things like that. And I've been really lucky because like I say, my designer, Ray, he, he did an amazing job and was really easy to work with. And the folks, the folks involved, and I appreciate you saying that, Jason, because, like, the printing company I worked with, you know, I told them I said, look, I want these to be, feel like sports cards. You know, I mean, I want them to feel like a card that you'd get, you know, an old Topps card or, you know, and, and I wanted the the Chase cards, I wanted them to feel like an old Bowman card, you know, with the kind of, you know, you know kind of uh, the, the old Bowman feel, you know, so I – I think they nailed all of it, and I uh, the backs I really like the backs. It just has a vintagey back to it, and and I wanted the vintage, you know, I kind of wanted a vintage look. But to, to also to kind of dovetail on what you're saying, I mean, one guy today on Reddit, he was really candid with me, and he said, "Look, he goes, love what you're doing, but I'm not interested because you're not doing autograph cards and memorabilia cards and all that stuff." And I'm like, agree, totally understand, but like. When you're self funding it, I can't pay every driver to sign autograph cards and all that stuff for me. I just can't. I mean it's just there's also there's at, no there's just no way to do that. Also at the same
2: time, you have thirty subjects in this in your first series. How many really how many real options would you have even had
3: for autograph cards? Yeah, I mean I had eight. I have eight living drivers right now. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. and so but, but trying, trying to do memorabilia, memorabilia is going to be tough. Right, exactly. Trying to do memorabilia would be difficult. I mean, I I could – I've one of the things I've talked about doing potentially as a second series is doing, like, specific drivers, like, you know, do a series on – you know, one of the guys who was really, really helpful to me getting this off the ground was Johnny Rutherford. I, I mean, Johnny Rutherford's a three-time Indianapolis 500 winner. He's national champion, one of the all-time greats. And, you know, he signed on. And I think that helps give me some credibility. And so one of the reasons I am really proud of the fact that Johnny Rutherford's, you know, he's in the set and, you know, I was thinking, you know, maybe I put out a set of cards. that's just Johnny Rutherford. And then maybe there's an opportunity to do some autograph cards and things like that. And, some, in that kind of a set potentially. Right. But, um, it's just, you know, I have to walk before I run. Um, and to Jason's point, I think he's right. Um, you know, I've got I've got eight living drivers, but I've, I mean, I've got Paul Goldsmith, who you know he he you know he drove you know NASCAR, won several NASCAR races, you know he's in the you know Indianapolis Motor Speedway Hall of Fame. You know, I've I've got Dario Franchitti, who won the Indianapolis 500 three times. I've got James Hinchcliffe, who uh, you know he sat on the pole for the Indianapolis 500. He's he's one of the lead announcers for Indy you know IndyCar coverage on NBC. I've got Johnny Rutherford. You know, so I've got. I've got several people, the, the living drivers that I have in the series. I've, I'm really proud of those, those folks. And then, um, some of the deceased drivers, um, families that agreed to sign on. I mean, Wilbur Shaw, you know, uh, people like that. I mean, Wilbur Shaw won the 500 three times. So, I mean, I feel like I've got a really nice mix. Um, but I like, I definitely, like I say for the second series, if I, if I, if we're looking at second series, I kind of would like to flip flop it and have, you know, 20, at least 20 living drivers type thing in the second series, if possible.
1: Well, you know, I, I love the photography in this set. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you got the pictures and how, how you selected yeah. the pictures?
3: Well, Val knows a little bit about this deal because, uh, I think I'm the fourth different person who's owned part of the racing pictorial negatives, the Rayman negatives, um, racing pictorials. You guys know, ran from 1959 until 1986. Uh, and then went out of business, and then these negatives have kind of changed hands several times since then, um, and they've all been they've been pieced off a little bit since since Rayman sold them a little bit. But I believe I'm the fourth different person who's had these negatives, and and I I purchased them last year, and and the gentleman who I I purchased it from, he's he's in ill health, and he's had them for a number of years, and. I, I mainly wanted to preserve them. Um, You know, I wanted to make sure nothing happened to them because I think they're super important. It's, it's really important to preserve them. I mean, there's, there's incredible NASCAR photography. There's incredible IndyCar photography. There's some formula one. um, There was some hydroplane stuff. And and I actually sold that part of the the collection off because it it was not something I was going to really focus on. And so it helped me put in some money to be able to do this project a little bit and have some money to, to start this. Um, but most of the negatives, the photographs you see in this project are from the racy pictorial negatives, the Rayman negatives. There's a few that are not. For example, a couple of the more contemporary people, Dario Franchitti, obviously, James Hinchcliffe, um, those those came from a, a photographer uh, who's around the series currently. Um, uh, a, a really talented lady. And then some of the really older stuff, Wilbershaw, uh, babe Stapp, Bill Cummings, some of those folks, I went to the, and licensed those through, um, the revs Institute down in Florida. They licensed them to me. And so I, I paid a license fee to them, mm-hmm. um, to license those particular ne- negatives. So, um, but for the most part, most of them are from the Rayman collection. And, and one of the things I wanted to do is with, with this set is, you know, you've seen a lot of card sets. There's a lot of sets that are, you know, drivers in the car on the track, right? I wanted to do a set that looks like tops, kind of tops baseball card type cards where it's more portraits, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I've got through the race victorial negatives, I've got some just unbelievable portrait shots, as you see. Like the the one Jason held up, that Yachin' Ren. I just love that shot. And the one Val held up of Jim Clark. There's a uh, there's one of Ronnie Duman in there that I just love that you know he's in the set and so it's there's just some just really outstanding portrait photography that was done uh, by Ray Mann and his photographers and I I really wanted to highlight the whole point of the set is to be honest with you is these things are amazing there's the a Ronnie Dooman. I just love that picture it's just to me it's just an amazing shot these things are I love these shots but they they're cool for me to have on my shelf at home, but they're not doing everybody a lot of good all being just sitting on my shelf. I want to get them out there for folks to see, you know? And, um, so this is kind of square one. I want to get these out there and I want to eventually do like a coffee table book with, you know, negatives, you know, some of these things printed and stuff and that I love that rent too. That that rent right there is just amazing. It's just, it's just an amazing shot. So, Um, So that's that's kind of the goal. The goal is just to get some of this photography out there out, you know, and and just, you know, I just I want people to see this stuff. And uh, that's really the goal. I mean, like you, you held up the the Paul Goldsmith chase card. I mean, that shot is just I mean, it's just an amazing just a just a great portrait shot. So, you know, that kind of that's the kind of stuff I want to I just want folks to see. And I thought this was one of the best ways to do it is to come up with, a, you know, and I, I started talking, to, you know, I talked to, uh, you know, some of our collecting friends and I said, you know, hey, what do you guys think about this set? And, it, you know, I got a lot of great advice about it and and hopefully we've, you know, we've accomplished our goals. I, I really, I think I wanted an attractive box and I think we nailed that. Um, I wanted a really good presentation. I like to Jason's point, I wanted cards that feel like trading cards. Um, you know, I want, you know, for a first time effort, I want people to, I didn't want to feel people to open it up and go, boy, these feel really cheap. Like somebody printed them on a home printer or something like that. I mean, I didn't want that. I wanted it to feel like a real high class operation, you know, put it out, even though I'm self-funding it all. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I think Val
2: had kind of given us some insider information, you know, beforehand that it was going to be in you know, the little deck mm-hmm. of playing cards box. Yeah. And sometimes those are good and sometimes those are bad. And I was kinda like, I don't know how I feel. But honestly, once I got it and I, the design on it, I thought was great. Um simple but effective kind of, you
3: know. Mm-hmm. Um originally we really were retro look. Originally we were going to do hinged boxes, believe it or not. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? Then it isn't going to work. It's just, yeah. it's got to be the deck of cards box with a cool logo. I mean, cause I just mm-hmm. felt like we needed something that popped and the logo in the box, I think really is going to help, you know, make it. So, so I, I, and I, then I wasn't even going to do the chase cards thing. Um, but then I thought, well, we've got all this great photography, so let's do, you know, let's do something fun. And like I with Paul Goldsmith, for example, I really like the Paul Goldsmith base card. And then I had this other great shot and I couldn't decide between the two. And I thought, well, let's, let's give him a chase card too, you know? So we came up with the idea of a champions insert. Um, and so we came up with these 10 champions inserts and the idea just behind that was just to have, you know, another card for people to, you know, to see and get. And so to give you, basically you get a, a, a 31st card in the box. Um, you know, it's, it's a bonus essentially, but, um, so there's 10 champions inserts uh, that we gave. We just give you an extra card in the deal because I, I just think they're cool, <laughs> basically. I do too. And we came up with it. You know, I wanted to come up with a different design, different photograph. And, you know, so we, you know, it's it's it really worked out. Like I say, with my designer was really, you know, we the designer and I had been working on a project at my previous job and it never came to fruition. And he and I've been talking for three or four years on this. And I finally said, you know what I want to do? Remember that project we were working on for my old job? Let's just do it myself. I'm just going to do it myself. And he was like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah." I said, "Let's let's refine it, but we're going to put out our own series of trading cards." So that's that's really you know the genesis of how it all came together.
0: Well, I love the photography and. You know, that Racing pictorial Ray Man collection, it was, you know, basically a collaboration between Ray Man and Andy Granatelli for the 1972 SDP set. So mm-hmm. I think those pictures are in, I think it's the summer issue of 1970. I think it was, uh, I tracked down a few of the Racing pictorial magazines to... To look for uh, any information about you know the 72 STP set if there was, and then notice you know some of those photos are probably a couple of shutter clicks away from the actual photos or, or whatever. But uh, the Ray Mann collection of photos, just you know that time capsule I mentioned it. That uh, and I don't know if it was maybe because um, I had talked to Dane Turner and Cal as well, and somewhere along the line they said you know that Ray took all these colorful photographs and that the majority of people at the time were taking photographs, but black and white for newspapers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I talked to Cal, I think, you know, there were a few hundred thousand negatives and stuff. So there's just, you know, that time capsule of from what 5986 of all the different cars and uniforms and everything, you know, the, of the drivers. And I guess what I'm going is, with, you know, lending in color and the cars are so colorful that it just, it's just, it's awesome that, uh, you know, we're getting to see some of these again.
3: Yeah, that's, like I say, that's what I wanted to do with this this project, is just to have the opportunity to show everybody, look how, look how cool these shots are, you know. I mean, every time I saw a new one, then I was like, whoa, what about this one? <laughs> you know, what about maybe using this one? You know, and so I started putting them in a stack and saying, you know, because I've spent, I'll be candid with you, I've spent, you know, thousands of dollars on preserving this collection because it, it just wasn't preserved the way it really needed to be for long-term preservation. Uh, and I'm not even all the way there yet, but it needed to be preserved. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting there. Um, uh, but I'm almost there, but I'm not, I'm not all the way there. But, um, every time I see something new, I say, you know, Hey, that, that's a perfect one for the Speedway stars idea. I have. So it's just, um, there's just some amazing stuff and it's just, you know, I really want to get it out there for folks to see. And so that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I came up with the idea of the trading card set first. And then I want to do the the coffee table books where there's, you know, even more different opportunities to, to show stars of the, you know, late fifties, mostly though the sixties and seventies is the, is what these negatives are.
0: I love the you know, big Tim Richmond fan there with him. With the IndyCar. I was really gratified.
3: You know. I was really gratified that his, his sister allowed me to put Tim Richmond in because I'm from Ohio. In fact, I'm wearing my... Oh, yeah. yeah. I got my Toledo shirt on because I am represent for Toledo as always. And so I'm from Ohio and Tim Richmond's from Ashland, Ohio. And his last NASCAR race, I actually talked to Tim because he missed qualifying because he overslept and he came running out no this is michigan okay yeah so he comes running out of the motorhome and i'm standing there at the almost at the where the little tunnel was where the cars came out and he comes running i mean on a dead run and i'm like the only guy standing under this tunnel where the cars came out and he goes did i miss it did i miss it and i said i think you just missed your spot and he had he had missed his spot by like two cars right and so he didn't get to qualify because he missed his spot and he had overslept and i didn't know what that meant at the time um that he was you know that he was he was under the weather at the time he wasn't he was just he wasn't feeling good he was just was uh, he was under the weather and but he was he came back and stopped and started talking to me and he was just like he was well i missed it so he's like you know he's just started talking like he's like you know like we best friends. And then it was funny. And I said to him, I said, well, I said, we're, I said, we're a couple Ohio guys. We can just stand here and talk. He goes, Oh, you're from Ohio. And, and he treated me like I was like his, like his friend. And that was Tim Richmond. I mean, Tim Richmond would like just strike up a conversation with you. And he just started treating me like I was like his best friend. And I mean, it he was just, he couldn't have been any nicer. And it meant a lot to me. I, I got a hold of his sister and she was just so kind. And I said, look, I said, there's a couple people in the set I specifically wanted to honor um, because of just my personal connections. One of them was Raleigh Beal. He's card number 30 in the set. Raleigh Beal from Toledo, Ohio, and he was USAC Sprint Car Champion. And he lived about two miles away from where I lived in West Toledo. And uh, I, I got a hold of his family, luckily, and I said, hey, I'd love to honor Raleigh Beal. And if you, read, if you read the back of Raleigh Beal's card... The first thing it says is the pride of Toledo, Ohio, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of Raleigh Beal and I wanted to honor Tim Richmond because Tim Richmond's from, you know, he's from Ohio and I wanted to, I wanted to honor Tim Richmond. And I was lucky enough that, um, a friend of mine who, you know, was a NASCAR broadcaster for, for decades, he put me in touch with her and said, he goes, Oh, she'll probably help you. And I wasn't sure what to expect, you know, every time I talked to a family member and I said what I wanted to do. And I said, Hey, I really want to honor Tim. This is what I want to do. And she was like, she couldn't have been any nicer. She was like, yeah, please do. And then I showed her the picture um, that you just held up a second ago, Val. And she was like, yeah, she goes, that's Tim. And I said, yep, Tim with a big smile on his face. And I said, that's what I want to do. And, and, you know, I want people to remember Tim Richmond for that, because that was Tim Richmond, man, big smile on his face. And, you know, he couldn't, have been a, he, he couldn't have been any nicer, and he, he didn't meet, you know, I mean, you weren't a stranger. You were you were Tim Richmond's friend, even if, I mean, I didn't really know him that day at Michigan that much. I mean, I'd met him a couple times, but, uh, you know, he treated me like I was a, a buddy of his, you know. And what
0: a talent, driving.
3: Oh, amazing. Just amazing. Just so, so good. I mean, he's just so good behind the wheel. And like I say, so charismatic. I mean, he was just, like I say, he just, he was so – you know, he, he drew you in because you were, he was so charismatic and I got I can tell you a story. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Cody Swanson. So Cody Swanson is, a uh, he's one of the all-time greatest USAC drivers ever. Okay. And should, you know, I wish he could get a ride at the Indianapolis 500, because, you know, someone would give him a chance because this guy is a silver crown legend and just one of the greatest drivers ever. I happen to be invited to this, um, event at, uh, at a guy who used to be he, he was one of the legends of, of USAC he worked in the in the office and he used to have these events where he would invite USAC drivers to his house um, and I happened to get lucky enough to get invited and I mentioned something about that same story I just told you guys about Tim Richmond And he was like wait you met Tim Richmond you know what I mean and, and it just it resonated and, and he wanted to hear about Tim Richmond you know and I was like I got to tell him that same story about meeting Tim Richmond because he That was one of the people he, you know, he looked up to, too. So, I mean, I, that's one of the things I really want to do with this set, though, is there are certain people that I wanted to get in the set, if possible, um, that resonate with me. Uh, Dario Franchitti's been a friend of mine for many, many years, and and it is really special for me to get him in the set. Jigger Soroy, he's never had a card, ever. And Jigger has been a friend of mine for many, many years. And he's 87 years old and he called me the other day when I sent him his box, you know, I sent all you guys a box and I sent, you know, I sent the, some of the people I'm sending the people that are in the set, their boxes and things like that. And Jigger opened up his box and his reaction was just beautiful because he, Jigger. if, if you guys have never had a chance to talk to him, he's the most sincere, beautiful man in the world. I mean, he's just, he's so wonderful and he he's he's done so much for so many people a few years ago he had a charity auction he donated all all of his memorabilia from him and his father's collection to riley children's hospital he donated everything Mm -hmm. i mean he didn't keep a dime for himself he he donated all to children's charities and he's just the most wonderful just benevolent person And when you ever you you get do a phone call with Jigger, you you hang up, you're in a better mood because he's always pumping you up and telling you to have a great day. And I mean, but he called and he was just basically over the moon. He was like, I'm 87 years old and I have a you know my first trading card, you know. (laughs) You know, and I was like sitting there going thinking that's why I did this, you know, because people like him. He's just a wonderful, wonderful person. So yeah,
1: I think if I have a favorite, this this is my favorite card of the set.
3: Yeah. He's just, like I say, he's just, you know, he, you know, he had an op, he had several opportunities to get in the Indianapolis 500. Everybody knows the story about what happened to him in 1969. He should have been on the pole, but he, he doesn't let that define him. And that's one of the things I say on the back of the card. He's more than a trivia question. You know what I mean? He, you know, he, he had a successful racing career. His, his, his dad was a really successful mechanic and he's one of the, I mean, he's one of the truly most genuine, um, just delightful people you'll ever talk to in your life. And, and like I say, when he had the opportunity to sell all that memorabilia, I mean, he could have kept that for himself. Um, he didn't keep a dime. It all went to charities and it all went to help kids because that's the kind of person Jigger is. He, he helps people and you could call him when you call him. And when I talk to him, he always puts a smile on my face because that's just the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's just, his outlook on life is it's, it's always positive. So he's just a wonderful human being.
1: Yeah. I would love to get him to sign my card. I think that would be fantastic.
3: Yeah, it was fun. And that was, what's fun about the set. So the, uh, a guy bought a set from me in gasoline alley the other day. He said, Oh, you're the guy with the cards. And I said, yeah. And he goes, he goes, I want to buy one. And so he (laughs) bought one from me and then Dario came around the corner Not Mm -hmm. more than 40 seconds, couldn't have been, it wasn't even a minute later. And the guy had just opened his pack and (laughs) Dario came around the corner and he asked Dario to sign it. And it was like, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is cool. Something I created, Dario signing the first card. This is the first time I've seen somebody sign, you know, one of these cards and stuff. So I specifically asked the uh, printing company, I said, look, when you print these, they've got to be able to be signed. You know I'm an autograph collector. I want people to be able to get these signed and stuff. And they said, Yeah, these will be perfect. So so yeah, like I know. got an Ario to sign it. <laughs> so
2: that was going to be one of my questions if you had, had tested in the out, because you know, as the other guys know I'm working on a set myself through the mail. Um and that was one of the first things I, I was curious about was the the of quality course. of the card to take the take the marker. So Yeah I
3: told I told the printing company, I said, look, these have to be able to be able to be signed. They have to be, I said, whatever you pick. And they said, yeah, they said the 16 point, they said, it's, it's a typical standard, you know, trading card stock. And so, uh, they said for both that and for the insert cards, they said, you know, they said, it'll be fine to be signed. And so like I said, this, this collector who bought a set for me, Dario came around the corner and he signed, he signed a card. So it was, it was really cool seeing, seeing the first one get signed so, so quick, good. you're you're like a proud papa i was i felt like that i was like <laughs> i said man i said uh, i felt like i did something here you know look somebody so got a, one of my card on. I got a quick question for
2: you so you're, you've already talked you know you're looking to series two i mean of course i would be doing the same thing so these are numbered one through 30 and you've mentioned like special edition sets and what have you but let's just say you do a regular series two would you
3: go 31 to 60 or would you yeah. do one, okay. nope, 31 to 60 for sure? Yeah, for sure. I, I want to keep it going because like, for example, to be candid with you, if you notice a few of my numbers, I did them specifically for specific reasons. Like Johnny Rutherford is card number four because he won in the Penzo Chaparral in number four um, in, in 1980. Dario won in uh, car number 10. Um, and so I did that with a few people. Um, you know, if you look at the, the Ronnie Dooman, um, the Ronnie Dooman card you held up, he's in, he's sitting in car number 17 and I gave him card number 17. Gotcha. So there's a few of those kind of guys like that, that I want to do. And like, for example, I really would like to get permission to put Greg Moore, uh, the late Greg Moore. I knew him a little bit and I'd like to get permission to put Greg Moore on like card number 99. I think that would be, I, I really would, some, I really would mean a lot to me personally. So I'm kind of thinking about those things in my head a little bit. Um, I can't do it for everybody obviously, but I, I'd like to do that for a few of those, but for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I, if there's a series two, which is my plan, it would start with 31 and then the next, you know, go sequentially to 60 and then, and then from there the next one. Yeah. That's, that's my goal for sure, because I want them to be in order. Um, and I want to, I want to keep the same design and things like that for the next series, just to keep it, you know, keep it kind of standard. If I did like a, for example, if I did a Johnny Rutherford set or a, or a driver set that's something separate, those would be numbered differently. And we have a completely separate design. It would be something totally different, you know, but that's, that's, that's something I've, I mean, I've talking about, but again, it's, it's really going to depend on how all these do. Um, because I don't want to bite off way more than I can chew. I've already done that. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: of how, how can folks find this? Uh,
3: so, uh, if they go to either racing or if you, if mainly if you go to www.speedwaysignatures.com, um, my website's there. And you'll be able to see the checklist and you'll be able to order from there. That's the best place. And then I'm going to do updates and things like that for the future, you know, future projects and things like that um, uh, on that website. But that's the best place. Um, that's so, the best place to do it. So the
0: Speedway, signatures.com, if they go to the e-commerce, yep, uh, they're there and they're listed uh, for $17.99. Uh, it includes sales tax.
3: Yep, that includes tax and then there's just there's a nom- a nominal shipping charge just for me to be able to ship them um, but i ship them in padded you know padded envelopes and stuff with the bubble wrap and the, you guys saw how i shipped them so they, they yeah, should they yeah, should have them. all come they should have all come in pretty good my wife's the shipping department and she's <laughs> she's got a hundred percent positive feedback on eBay from her shipping so she's uh, she she's very proud of the way she ships
0: yes so, they they were shipped uh very very well and i i guess what the other point i was gonna say is for shipping when you uh get multiple sets because i put some in the cart to kind of look that the shipping charges are not very much more
3: yeah uh, no the, i'm when not you
0: increase the numbers so no
3: i don't like i'm not one of those people that wants to make them you know i'm not trying to make money off people on shipping it's just it's just as long as it covers my cost to ship it to somebody I, that, that's fine i'm not trying to make extra money on anybody on shipping i just well, I, I want to make sure that it just covers my cost and that's it. So
0: obviously, if you, you get like two or three, that uh, the shipping's not too much more, so you can you know get some the yeah. get a few to send through the mail. So
3: yeah, yeah, that's the goal. And then and like I said to Jason's point, my goal for Series Two would be to flip flop it and maybe have like twenty you know living drivers and and uh, so there's more autograph opportunities for Series Two. That's really my goal. And okay. in fact, this weekend at the memorabilia show, I'm going to try to approach two or three to ask him to, you know, say, Hey, you know, I'd like to have you be in series two. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I mean, like I say, I was really lucky to have, you know, Mel Kenyon and Johnny Rutherford and, and those, and those drivers. And, and I want to also, again, thank all the the family members, the family members and, and even, uh, the family, I met with the family of uh, Pat Vadan, the famous uh, flagman. I met with them yesterday and, and they were so kind of, you know, letting me put Pat Vadan in the, uh, in the set and they were they were thrilled with their car you know his his card so you know i couldn't do it without everybody who was so kind i mean both the family members of those who you know who sadly passed on and then the then those who are who are still with us i mean they, they i can't do it without them like i say without their permission i i don't have a set so um everybody's been so really so kind
0: we be at the at the memorabilia show
3: yes I'll, I'll be set up Yep, I'll, I'll absolutely be set up. Um, I'm one of the co-vice presidents of the National Indianapolis 500 Collectors Club. So I have, um, I'm there. I, I also do some appraisals uh, for, you know, autograph appraisals because um, I happen to have uh, one of the number, top autograph Indianapolis 500 and IndyCar autograph collections in the world. So I do appraisals for people and authentications for people. So I do some of that while I'm there. Uh, but yeah, I'll be set up at the show. And so I'll have these, the sets there uh, along with some other things as well.
1: Hey, while I got you here, I, I just thought of something. I have an Al Unser IROC racing suit.
3: Nice. I don't know
1: if you can see it up there. You see yeah, it? Yeah,
3: it is. That's, that's all right. I love some IROC stuff. That's good. I like that.
1: Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've had that. That was actually the first piece of, of racing memorabilia I think I ever god i actually traded a computer for that nice back. was back. that a
3: commodore 64 or what, kind of, what are we talking about here
1: it, it was actually it was an ibm compatible pc back in nice. I think it was like the late 80s when i traded the computer for that so i think i did well yeah
3: i know i know somebody who i know somebody who if i said his name to you you would you would know who would love to have that suit loved it. i mean i would love to have it as well but i can tell you right now there's a specific person i know who would love to have that suit so if you ever decide you want to move it let me know because i know this guy will want it yeah he I loves love, irock stuff
1: oh i i love the international race of champions too with yep, yep, he loves Murray, the I Rock. and that was a great series and and yeah. i'm glad to see that they had the srx back but it's still not the same as irock
3: No, but you know what? The the SRX was so fun last year just for, I mean, it was just fun Saturday Mm -hmm. night fun. And I just, I thought that was a blast. That was a lot of fun last year. I, I I thought, I thought that everything with that thing clicked because it was exactly what it needed to be, which was fun on a Saturday night in the summer. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just, it was just, it was a good time. And the thing I liked about it was, it, you know, it, it kind of crossed eras, right? You know, you had, you mentioned Haley Deegan earlier. And so you had mm-hmm. a Haley Deegan and then you had Bobby Labonte and Bill Elliott. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. had kind of crossed all kinds of different, bar- you know, uh, you know, all kinds of different timelines and stuff. So I I, I thought it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, I thought it was must see every week because it was just a good time. You know, yeah,
0: I can't remember if Chase was running as
3: as well as Bill. Or... Yeah, you know, Chase ran the finale. It was in Nashville last year. Yeah, okay. I think against Bill. But it's just you know, what's fun about that is it's just it's that's what it is. It's fun. You know what I mean? And that's, I think sometimes I tell people this. Look, I've I've been in, I've been a TV producer and radio producer involved with racing since I was seventeen years old. I think sometimes we take ourselves a little too seriously, and it's okay to have fun. It's okay to go out there on a Saturday night. Yeah, wherever it's Eldora or, you know, whatever wherever it is, the Nashville Fairgrounds or wherever it is, and have a good time. And yeah, it maybe it's a made for TV event, and that's fine. That's okay. You know, yeah. let's just have, let's have a good time for one. You know, I I thought it was great. I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. You know, so, and I loved yeah. I. You know, and I think you're right, Logan. I loved I Rock back in the day. I enjoy really enjoy. I remember one of my first memories of watching racing was watching I Rock with my dad and my uncles and stuff, and you know, watching the Camaros and stuff, and my I remember watching that a lot. So I I loved I Rock too. So I buy I actually buy I Rock stuff sometimes when it comes up. So
1: cool. I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan too. I'm you know there's actually an I Rock set that was made in 1991 that uh, had all the different uh, mm-hmm. series, and of course the Dale Earnhardt card is the one that everybody wants out of there. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a highly sought after set, but it's kind of gone down in price, you know, over the years so uh it's now affordable i remember when it first came out people want like a thousand dollars for it, oh, it wow.
3: i've seen i've seen it a couple of times that's a good set i've enjoyed that set so but i appreciate you guys i mean you know i think really you guys honestly helped spur me to do this honestly because i the more i talked to you guys the more i thought you know what i'm going to do this because you guys were all really enthusiastic to me and, and you know i i knew val first but it was one of those things that I think when I talked to Val and Val's like, you know, hey, yeah, this is kind of cool, you know, and, and then the more I talked to you guys, the more I was like, you know, I think I really am going to do this set. And so, uh, you know, what you guys do every week, I think is really important because, you know, you, you help shed a light on, on all these different sets that people may or may not know about. And I've, I've learned a ton, I can tell you right now, from, from, uh, from Val and, and you guys and, and, and from Ken, you know, a friend of mine, Ken you've had on the show before uh you know i mean i've learned a ton about you know the i'm i'm more of the i'd really collected mostly autographs my whole life and that was the main thing i collected in racing and i started branching out into the racing cards because of you guys in the show and and what Ken does so um you know it really got me more and more excited about it you know i was like the more i learned about the sh- your show and what you guys do then i was like you know what i I, I even said to my wife, I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool if one night they talked about my set on the show? And then and then Ken Ken sent me a direct message one night. He goes, Hey, they talked about your set on the show. And I was like, Well, I was like, I don't even have a set yet. It's not even done, you know. It's, you know, so I just think it's really cool that we're doing this tonight. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to me because Wait. you know, there was a time you guys were talking about the set and not I didn't even have a set yet. I mean it was it was it wasn't even done. So You
2: know what? Even if you never do another series, nobody can ever take this away from you. Yeah. It's no small accomplishment, no small feat, because, you know, the one thing that you keep talking about, and I'm not going to, I'll ask you questions after the show, but, like, all the permissions that you had to get from everybody, and some of that's difficult. Like, I've done some things with other jobs, and that's
3: not fun No, no, it, it, it. It took a y- almost a full year just to get the number I have in this set. It's, I mean, I only got turned down by two people, believe it or not. And, and it wasn't, and neither of them were turn me down because they were like, you know what I mean? I didn't get a door slammed in my face. That's what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like that. It was just for a couple of reasons. They just decided, they said, Hey, you know what? We're not going to do it. And they weren't rude about it. They were, they couldn't have been friendlier about it. They, they were very, very nice, but it was you know, Hey, we're just not going to do it. And I said, look, I understand because, um, they, you know, they, they just decided it wasn't for them, but, but you're right. I mean, Jason, it's, it's not easy to to get permissions, especially when you don't have a product, you know, you're, you're trying to say, Hey, theoretically, this is what it's going to be. And I'm trying to explain that to Jigger you know hey this is what this card set's going to be well luckily with jigger you know he's a friend of mine he just said he goes okay great go ahead <laughs> you know but in some cases um you know i had to do like several mock-ups and and uh, we had to pick the right picture because you know look in some of these cases it, you know if it's a family member who's passed on you have to pick the right picture and and it can't be it has to be that person right like for example we talked about the tim richmond picture that could have gone a different way if I pick a picture that's not him. I mean, that the picture that you held up, Val, that's Tim Richmond, right? I mean, that's you look at him in that picture with a big grin on his face. That's Tim Richmond. But if I pick a different kind of picture, you know, that that conversation probably goes a different way, right? So I mm-hmm. think Jason's point is hundred percent accurate. And that's one of the things I, I really I'm glad we're talking about this right now, to be honest with you, because it's not, it's not easy. it it takes a lot to really do that and so i hope people at least appreciate the effort that went into that so um yeah i appreciate honestly appreciate the question jason just because um we i really
2: didn't want to bring this up but i think we've talked about how did you own the pictures but not have the rights to use them as you wanted and i think we've talked about the photo so much and then you kind of went into it and i'm i'm The first thing to say, the show is too long, but I'm going (laughs) to ask the question because I think it's. Yeah, I probably
3: talk way too much. That's the radio guy in me. And like I always, you know, and I apologize if I've gone over the time limit that I was allotted. Um, I own the rights to the photograph, but I don't own the rights to the image using a person's likeness. Okay, if that makes sense. And it's very complicated if we talk about what NASCAR. Believes is the, are their rights because that's a little different than what right. I interpret yeah. the rights to be, um, and others interpret the rights to be. To be candid with you, I own if if I own a picture of that picture that uh, Logan held up of Jigger, I own that picture, and I own the copyright of that picture, but I don't own the the, the I don't own his likeness, so I can't use that. In a trading card type setting, I can use it in a book because books are are considered different than trading cards. Okay. If I'm trading specifically on a person's name and putting out a card that says Jigger Soroy or uh, Tim Richmond or, you know, Paul Goldsmith, I can't do that without that person's permission because of the the name, image, likeness laws. Okay. I can't, I just can't do it. Legally, I can't do that. Um, I can do it with their permission at that. So that's why I have to have their permission, but I can't just take a picture of that's what, that's what I said with earlier on. And maybe I didn't answer the question that you asked earlier um, properly. When the person asked me, well, how come AJ Foyt's not in, I don't have his permission to put him on a card. Um, if he signs a form, I have a standard form that I send to all the folks. And if he signs a form, I'd love to put an AJ Foyt card out. Trust me, <laughs> I would, I would mm-hmm. love to have that. Um, but I can't put A.J. Floyd on a card without his permission. Um, that It's different than putting, again, like I say, a book of the 60s and then just putting, you know, here's Bobby Johns or here's Benny Parsons or, you know, um, that's different because that's a historical record as opposed to a specific card name, image, right. likeness. Right. So.
2: Now, like I was aware, but I just kind of wanted you to give the explanation because yeah. it is something that you said was self-funded and these people... You Know, like Jigger, maybe he just said, Yeah, go do whatever, but they could always come back to you and say, Yeah, you can do it for a thousand dollars. And then right. 30 people say, Yeah, for a thousand, you're in 30,000. Oh, All right, so no, if it was. If for it nothing, was 30, you know what i mean You don't even yeah have no no if, yet, so
3: yeah if it was 30 people to be candid with you mm-hmm. asking for a thousand dollars we wouldn't be having a conversation about it right. because i i couldn't afford that to do that um, i
2: think that goes into showing you know yes this is only a 30 card set but at the same time start small you mm-hmm. know and, and then work your way up and I think people forget that sometimes when it's a smaller business.
3: Yeah, no, it, it is. And that's, that was the crucial aspect of it was to get everyone's permission. Like I say, a Johnny Rutherford, you have to think about the fact this is Johnny Rutherford. I mean, this guy has won the Indianapolis 500 three times. He's been in a, you know an endorsement. He's done endorsements for Pennzoil and all these different people. I mean, he doesn't have to take my call, but he did. And, and he believed in the project. And he said to me right away, he goes, Mike, I believe in what you're doing. I want to see it succeed. And he signed the form that said, you can put me on a trading card. And so, you know, that, that honestly, you don't know what that means to me personally, because like you said, Jason, if I don't ever do a series two, I can, no one can ever take away that I did a series one and that Johnny Rutherford signed a form that says you can, you can put me on a trading card. You know what I mean? So I, I at least can say that, but, um, Worst case, you got 30 more
2: autographs for your collection.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The people were, you know, the people were really nice. And and I'm hoping that at some point I can make some agreements with the NASCAR folks. Um, It's just they have a different interpretation of the rules than I have. And other uh, people in the industry have have told me. Their, Their interpretation is that any picture taken, if Richard Petty is kneeling next to a stock car, that they own the NASCAR owns the rights to that, um, under an intellectual property law, which my interpretation of that is different than that. Um, I don't, I don't personally believe that that's the case. Um, but I'm not currently willing to fight with NASCAR about that. But what, what I've been told is if I have a picture of Richard Petty and he's wearing a golf shirt, you know, I mean like a button, uh, you know, then they can't say anything to me about that. If Richard Petty says, Hey, I'm willing to sign the form. Um, then they can't say anything to me is what they told me. But again, they they were nothing but nice to me on the phone. So I don't want to miscategorize or mischaracterize this, you know, the conversation, but I, my interpretation is a little different than, than theirs on it. I, I don't believe that the, that they own everything, every picture ever taken at a stock car race, but, that's what they told me so that's why currently there are no nascar drivers in the set i wanted i wanted it i wanted to, honestly originally the idea was to have nascar guys formula one guys IndyCar guys you know have a really cool that's why i called it speedway stars because it was kind of you know it kind of can be a catch-all right so right. you know the goal was to have some from every series right um it's just right now until i can kind of get that hammered out a little bit better um you know it's not it's not worth fighting uh, over that right now until I can get a little bit more clarification. And, and I, you know, I called them directly to to Jason's point. I called them directly and I said, look, you have agreements with Panini. I don't want to step on any toes. Um, What can I do? Is there anything I can do? Um, And they said, no. So they said, no, you can't, because even though you own the rights to the pictures, you don't own the rights to the pictures. I've talked to four or five other people who said that's not accurate, but, like I said, I don't, I'm not in a position to fight with NASCAR in court right now. <laughs> so, um, no, they have you know, deep pockets. So yeah, yeah. They have way deeper pockets than I do. So I, I, um, you know, it's, it's, and again, I want them to want, you know, I kind of want them to want me to do it. You know what I mean? I want them to, I want them to say you have negatives. Like you, you guys were talking about like Val, I think you mentioned it, you know, the Rayman man negatives. I guarantee you, I have stuff that NASCAR doesn't have. I know
0: you have stuff. Yeah, not only so, a few things. I, I'm sure yeah. you have tens of thousands
2: yeah. Yeah. that yeah. they don't so, have. Because
0: when uh, Dane Turner, I think when he made his first uh, Masters of Racing, he went and brought those packs to uh, you know NAS- NASCAR's office, and you know they fell all over them Yeah. Um. Because of the old image images, right. and I remember you know Dane talking about he got into it with somebody about Ned Jared's car, that blue, that they remembered that blue being a different color. And it was like, you know, it was that color. Yeah. Um, What, what I'd
3: love to do is I'd love to have NASCAR say, Hey, we, we, you know, you've got some cool stuff. We'd love to have you, you know, help us out. And in exchange, yeah, go ahead and put out, you know, put, if you can get Richard Petty to sign, or if you can get whoever, I mean, I've got a Wendell Scott negative that I just love, and I love to put Wendell Scott in the next series, you know I oh mean? God. We you would know? Love it too. Yeah, yeah. So like, but I, I just, I haven't been able to have that conversation with them yet. So yeah, I've got a, I've got, in fact, I, the, the, the inset picture, I've got that negative. First of all, yeah, because
1: it looks like it would be a Rayman picture. Yep,
3: yeah, that's for sure, Rayman. I have that, but I've got one. Of, I've got one of Wendell Scott that I I really want to put him as, and it's to Jason's point. It's I want it to be card thirty four in the next oh series, God. you know. <laughs> and so I, uh, you know, I really want that. And so, but I kind of want, like I say, I, I I don't want them to. They don't have to pay me. I'm more than happy to work something out with them. If you say, "Hey, you know, if we can do some kind of reciprocal agreement where, if you know, if you you've got some pictures that you you don't you know you don't have that I can help you with," look, I'm happy to help. But but I I need some help too, you know, because I'm I'm self funding this stuff, and you know I'm not you know I'm not tops, and I'm not panini, and you know I'm Mike, basically doing this by myself. You know, so here's near my here's my wife.
2: Here's my suggestion: don't make card 34, save it for redemption yeah. for the day that it happens. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait do weird. you guys see this? Wait, <laughs> do you guys,
3: in fact, I think I've tweeted the picture out the, the, that, that I've got in mind for it already, but I, I want to go actually, this one, actually, I think I might be able to do anyway, because Wendell Scott's not wearing a NASCAR uniform in the picture. So he's, oh, yeah. he's wearing a regular shirt. So I think I might be okay with that one. So I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing that for the next the next series but
1: his his daughter miss Sybil, she's really nice i've talked to her a couple times the whole
3: family. I mean, no they've they've i mean the. i it would be a, i would be honored to have wendell scott in my set i would be I, that would be another over the moon thing for me to be able to include wendell scott in a set i would just be i'd be thrilled thrilled because
0: but. he hasn't had a card i think since the late 90s and uh, panini has has not produced anything of him so
3: well, and, I, and it's again, what I would love to do is I'd love to get with the Wendell Scott Foundation and say, look, I got all these great negatives of Wendell. You know, if you want to use them, fine. I want them to be out there. I want people to see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd love for you guys to use them because I think it'd be cool, you know? Um, so, I mean, hopefully I could do something, something worth with them because I I mean, I really look up to Wendell Scott and I'd love to have him in the series. A second series.
1: We're, we're big fans. Oh, yeah.
3: So yeah, that's. But yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, to Jason's point, I think that's that people do need to understand that it's not it's not just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to put Mario Andretti in a car? Yep, <laughs> it would. But there's a lot of work that goes into that. So
0: yeah. Any more uh, questions for Mike, or we'll go into finish up with the King's Court, and then we'll wrap I up. I want to
1: ask you who he thinks he's, is going to win the 500 this weekend. <laughs>
3: Uh, I'd be hard pressed to pick against Scott Dixon right now. Uh, now I know he had some trouble with the, from the pole last year, just because of the way the yellow <laughs> fellow and all that stuff. Uh, but his car is so good, and the Ganassi guys are so consistent right now. I'd I'd, I'd be hard pressed to pick against Scott Dixon right now. That's
1: a good choice. I'm going with Pedro Award.
3: because yeah, and that's a good choice too. He's been he's been right there every day. So I, I would not be surprised by that. And he's had two great runs in his two five hundred so far. But I what it'd be interesting to see is if, if Dixon can have a Dixon day at, at the five hundred this weekend and lead if he leads, I think it's seventy five or seventy eight laps, he could become the all time five hundred lap leader. He'd pass Al Unser. So if wow. he you know if he passes Al Unser and wins his second five hundred, I think that would be quite an accomplishment for for Dixon. So, so we'll see. That's yeah. cool.
0: All right. Well, you uh, might get a kick out of this, uh, Mike, with this King's Court here. So,
2: some of <laughs> the So, what,
3: so there's a king. There's a oh yeah, that's right. I've seen the King's Court. This is this is good. I'm excited to be a part of this. All right. <laughs> here we go. Uh, cue the music.
1: All right. Welcome to King's Court for this week. Uh, We're going to start out with our Joker, which is our odd card. Uh, This ended on the 23rd of May. This is a 1989 Sports Illustrated for Kids, Mario Andretti. And I kind of did this in your honor, Mike. I like Uh, that. It's graded a PSA 9. And as we all know, these Sports Illustrated for Kids cards are really condition sensitive since they come out of the magazine and they're perforated. But for this to get a nine was uh, that's a that's a heck of a grade, but it it went for a buy it now price of two hundred and twenty four dollars, which I think is pretty stout for that card. I'm I'm impressed with that price. What well, do you got to think about that?
0: Yeah, for, for a nine, yeah. I, of course, you know, King uh, Sports illustrator are tough. And um, what was that? What year was that? It was uh, eighty nine. Eighty nine. So it was before everybody was saving that stuff, so, but it's pretty good price.
2: That design, that color, like as soon as I saw it was just instant nostalgia for me because that's when I was like seven, eight years old and looking at these. So I love that design. Wow,
1: you're a young whippersnapper. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, Our Jack of the Week, our young driver. This was on the 18th of May, 2022 Donruss, Zachary Tinkle.
2: Look at that autograph.
1: Black one of one. Yeah. Um, it they were asking $219.99. They settled on a best offer of $150, which for that card, uh, and for him being a rated rookie this year, I thought that was a pretty good
0: price. How much was that? 150. 150. I was just looking at that Z, wow. uh, it was a Z tinkle and, uh, not a lot of folks know do a, a script Z, so I was just yeah. admiring that.
1: Yeah, that is that's that's actually amazing when you think about it because I don't think I could do a script Z right now because I've I've never had to do it in my whole life.
0: I, I've done um, a Z quite a few, but that's why I was I was noticing it.
1: <laughs> so yeah, um his uh his I think his mom was on a I was watching a break one night of uh 2022 Donruss racing, a whole case. And his mom was on there and she bought his spot and was getting his card. And oh, believe
3: <laughs> <laughs> me, awesome. so
1: I thought that was cool. All right. Cool. So, so, so let's move on our queen of the week. Uh, this was on the 17th of May, 2021 Panini prism, white prism, number 60, Natalie Decker. It's four or five. And it's got the white border and those cards. those actually, those white borders are kind of hard to, to, uh, to they're actually they're easy to miss when you're flipping through a a, a pack of cards because they kind of look like the prism but anyway um they were uh they had uh an all I guess it was a buy now price of $499 yeah and uh somebody somebody went click and they bought it for 500 bucks you know 499.99 wow. wow. card it's ungraded
0: wow yeah. authenticity guaranteed
1: yeah, yeah, that had to go back to whoever is doing the authenticity for eBay and then come back to you.
0: So that's a four or five. It's not even one-on-one. So it, that's a pretty good price. That's
1: that's mm-hmm. amazing that somebody spent that kind of money on that card. But uh, it's a nice card. I'll, I'll give them that. All right. Next up, our king of the week. And this kind of goes along with kind of the Indy 500 in a way. It's, uh, this is on the 22nd, It's Jimmy Johnson, 2021 national treasures race. worn logo, uh, with the babbling patch on it. It's a one-on-one auto and that's a pretty cool looking card. You have to admit
3: the national treasure stuff is so cool. They, they, they did a nice job with all that stuff.
1: Yeah, they really did. I love National Treasures. I wish I could afford to buy more boxes of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, every time I see the National Treasure stuff, I sit there and go, boy, I, I same thing. I wish I could buy more of that stuff because they, they did a nice job with their stuff.
0: So and you yeah. can appreciate, you know, trying to actually making, trying to get that set made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for you know, sure.
1: Takes, yeah. To get the patches the cut patches, out. Autographed. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the autograph cards. I mean, and and they have a great mix of driver autographs and things. I mean, you know, and that's like I said, the guy who sent me that note on Reddit today. I mean, it's really nice, but I mean, I'd love to have autograph cards and things like that. It's just just <clears> getting <throat> it done. But look at it. I mean, those those national treasures are just. That's a great. That's a great set, and they did. A, they just did a really nice job with the way they they executed that.
1: Hmm. So this card. They were asking $549.99 for it. Uh, They settled on a best offer of $375, which Mm -hmm. in in the grand scheme of things, when you compare it to Natalie Decker, and he's a seven Mm -hmm. times, and it's a one-of-one, that's a heck of a deal.
3: (laughs) That's a pretty good deal for the king right there. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that that was a good deal.
1: All right, coming up next, our Ace of the Week, which is our one-of-one. And of course, it's probably uh, uh, no, no surprise to anyone. It's a Formula One card. Uh, this was on the 23rd of May, It's a 2021 Topps Dynasty Formula One, and it's Carlos Sainz. And of course, it's a it is a 101, which we, I've already said. But it's got the the uh, they say Ferrari patch, but that's a is that that's a Puma patch. If yeah, I yeah, it's
2: right. Puma, right.
1: not not mistaken. I think they had that had that wrong. But anyway. This thing went to bidding, and as you can see, it went for $4,252 with 36 bids. Wow. That is crazy, man. But it is out of Dynasty, and we all know how hot Formula One is right now, so I guess really it's no surprise. But that's a nice card. You have to admit, it's a a nice-looking card. You know that that red on that Puma logo, you know, yep. really pop really pops with his Ferrari uniform. So card. That's cool. All right, last up, our Royal Flush highest price card of the week. This is on the 19th of May, 2020. Top's Chrome Formula One refractor of Max Verstappen, our race winner from this past week. It's out of 52, and not only that, it's graded a PSA 7, but they were asking $15,000 for it. They settled on a best offer of $11,500. Jason's for going, I can, buy, I, can <laughs> buy, I can buy a car for my son when he grows up for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Val's so, going to buy a, buy a car for his daughter cheaper than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. $11,000 for a 20
3: for a seven, too. yeah, for a seven,
0: know. and I think they've ha- they had, I don't know, if some of them had issues on the back from the printer. Yeah, I feel
3: oh, yeah. Like yeah, you can see it on the M Chrome. Yeah, bro, on Chrome on the M right there. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that that printer they had a lot of issues, and I think they're still using that printer this year as well. Hopefully, they got the, all the issues
0: resolved. Because the front looks. The corners and everything look great.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty clean. Sticker
0: I, I, auto, so. Yeah. yeah. But $11,000, and, you know, we were talking about him today, you know, with all the 2020 cards, so. Um, and there's 52 of them. This is, uh was it, number 18 of 52, so. Wow.
3: Um,
1: hey, Mike, what do you think about sticker autographs, since you're, you're a big autograph guy?
3: No, I wouldn't care for that. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I, I don't want an on card. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't care. I personally wouldn't care for a sticker. I can tell you that for my own autograph. I mean, I, and I, and, and I'm not a, uh, I'm not a small time autograph collector. I've got about 30,000 <laughs> IndyCar <laughs> autographs. So. Wow. Yeah. So that I mean, but you no, know, I would not want a sticker uh, personally. I, I would want, if I was collecting on, on card, I mean, or autographs on cards most of my stuff's all on eight by tens mainly um or or like cut signatures with an eight by ten but if i was collecting on cards i'd have to have it on card i i wouldn't the sticker i would not want personally
1: yeah i I think we're all in total agreement with that
3: it's kind of like to me like if you get a signed book and it's a you sign it's a book plate as opposed to the actual book is signed that's just i I prefer the signed book right so to me that's the sticker is a little like that yeah i know it's a different thing but yeah, I think I'd want the on card.
1: All right. Well, that's it for this week's King's Court.
3: All right. Thank you, Logan. You're welcome. And we lost Jason. Jason went to. Uh, yeah, he's. he's <laughs> we, got, we got a. We got a shot of his curtains, though.
1: Yeah, and his I didn't give
3: you guys. It. I didn't give you a shot of my curtains in the hotel room. I've I, I got <laughs> curtains, though. If you want to see them, <laughs> there he is. I know he's okay. having. He's. Um, I
0: don't know if he's having internet issues or not, but. Yes. yeah. Oh, he's frozen. Not good. <laughs> so, I
1: don't
0: know if we have anything else, uh, wrap it up or.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess Mike, if you want to run down where we can find you and, uh, uh all your, all your social media outlets and things where we can, people can buy sets again.
3: Uh, you, they can buy sets at SpeedwaySignatures.com. is the best place to get, uh, the sets. Um, and they can find me on social media, the most, most likely place you're going to find me is thompson419 but it's um the scandinavian way it's t-h-o-m-s-e-n-419 and i also tweet at racing pictorial sometimes as well but uh, for the most part my my personal twitter is where you're usually going to find me is thompson419 t-h-o-m-s-e-n 419
1: yeah i think 419 is the toledo area code
3: that is correct i am represent for my for my hometown all the time i'm always representing for toledo so cool man got to represent for the hometown absolutely but yeah i appreciate you guys look you guys gave me a lot of time tonight and i know i i know i'm very uh long-winded so I, I was probably a mistake to leave it open-ended with me on the show but but i well, uh, really i do appreciate you guys giving me as much time as you did
1: i can i can definitely say this about this episode it's a new try <laughs> just,
3: just think that if you would have had me and Ken on the same show together, me and Ken mewing a little bit we'd be doing going another half hour probably. We, <laughs> I, saw, I saw Ken this
1: weekend. I was in oh, Dallas. Did you? Oh, yep. that's
3: right. You were at the Dallas show. I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, Ken's a good guy. I've never met him. In, it's funny. I've never met him in person. We've only just interacted on social media a lot, but I, he he and I are uh, we're buddies on on there. So.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on, and it was great having you on, giving us insight into this, um, you know, amazing set. Just what it went into, you know, every. I think every card collector has that dream of, you know, getting and creating your own set. So, you know, you kind of live in it for yep. all of us. So, uh, and again, you know, when it comes to racing cards, there's not a lot of stuff out there. There's not a lot of sources. So, uh, you know, we try to do what we can. So, you know, if it runs long, it runs long. But this is the only place, probably in the world, uh, folks will get this kind of in-depth knowledge about stuff. So,
3: I, I appreciate it, you guys. I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I appreciate what you guys do. First of all, and to have me on and give me that much time, and and you're right. It's just it's a labor of love. You got to do it, and 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 I, it's something I always wanted to do, and so I I can say I did it. You know, so I'm really proud of it. So,
0: okay, uh, of course, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Premier America, for uh, helping with the show. I guess from me and the guys we will catch you next week everybody enjoy uh sunday with all the races it'll be a lot of fun and then we'll be back here next week talking about all the results and have another great topic for the show so and we're out of here